Spiders won't ever a spider can Spins a web in his size Catches thieves, done like flies Look out, here comes a Spider-Man Is he strong, listen, but He's got radioactive blood Can he swing from a thread? Take a look overhead Hey there, there goes the Spider-Man In the chill of night At the scene of a crime Like a streak of light He arrives just in time this is episode 409 for January 2016, and if you're a fan of this podcast, I'd appreciate your support. Log on to our front page at spidermancrawlspace.com, look for a button on the right-hand side that says support this site via PayPal, and you can help us ensure that more episodes come out in the future, and we pay all the bills for the bandwidth costs that it takes to host 400-plus episodes up on our server. All right, gang, on with Spider History. Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to our first Spider History of January in 2016, and it's also, we're recording this on the last day of the month, JR. We're going back to January of 1988. It's all in the timing, it's all in the timing, isn't it? We're, we're getting this thing out just in time. Amazing Spider-Man, Volume 1, number 296 came out. Uh, this one is uh, written by David Michelini and pencils by Alex Savick, who I like a lot. And covered by John Byrne. Ah. Hmm. One of our favorites. Ah. <laughs> in, ten, in ten years from now, no one will know that we filmed this at the absolute last minute to get it in under the wire in January. So That is true. All right. <laughs> 75 cents on the cover of this back in 87. Very nice. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Back when you could splurge on comic books or whatever, and it wasn't like making a stock investment. <laughs> no doubt. So. No doubt. So take me through Force of Arms, I guess this one's called. All right, all right. Well, here, I'm about to give away my, some of my secrets here. I usually, you know, usually I can convince people that I uh, just come up with this stuff at the top of my head, but unfortunately, as you can see, typewritten notes about six seconds. <laughs> so, <laughs> not, not as. The, the curtain has been pulled back. Yeah, we, we're actually recording this and we're, we can see each other for a change, so I can see inside the Goblin Cave. He can see inside the spider cave, and we can see inside the Texas cave. Yes. Which seems to be a very dark, dank, and foreboding place. But uh, yes, this, That's where he hides the bodies. Yes. Uh, this is where I grow my mushrooms. Down here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> is, it, is it pot's not legal there yet in Texas? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I keep forgetting you guys are probably to the you guys are probably to the right of Indiana as far as conservatism and religion, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm are, a, yeah. I'm a native well, hooter. I, I I don't know. I mean, it, it, Houston and Austin. Houston's becoming like Austin now, and, and Austin's Austin's like Berkeley, and it's weird. It's yeah. I thought Austin was fairly liberal. I was uh, fairly. And, yeah, yeah. We call it the People's Republic of Travis County. Anyway, back to Spidey and Doc Ock. (laughs) Meanwhile, while we're disparaging states, why don't we disparage Missouri getting rid of this football player of theirs, huh? What'd he do? What'd he do? Uh, I I don't know. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, okay, Amazing Spider-Man number 296. What year was this, anyway? Oh, 1988. Yeah, January of 88. God, I was only, oh, I was 24. 
or going on ah. 24. Anyway, Spider-Man is walking around in the rain because he ran out of wet fluid during his last adventure. And uh, he's thinking, you know, and he's saying he gets home and he's saying, God, you know, Mary Jane's out on a photo shoot, which is real or an Aspen, which is really tough because I just want her to give me one of her rubs. I just want her to rub me. So really, which is what he says, except he says neck rubs. But anyway, I just he, oh. he wants he wants Mary Jane to give him a rub. Um, <laughs> so if, if this was today, he wants to Netflix and chill. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, then Spiderman. So then he thinks, you know, only about oh, probably about twenty-five years too late. You know, why don't I put some kind of indicator on my web shooters? They'll tell me when I'm running out of webbing. You know, I'm thinking of redesigning them anyway because he wants to make them plastic so they can get they won't trip off airport security sensors. But then he says, no, I can't do that. I can't do that because if I do, then Marvel won't be able to launch Brand New Day with the first three stories coming out of me running out of web fluid. You know, it would be <laughs> insensitive of me to deprive them of the use of an outdated and overdone plot device in not one, not two, but three stories at once. So screw that. I ain't going to do it. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, Doc Ock is in a nut house in Brooklyn because in the classic showdown of in Spectacular Number Seventy Nine, the end of the uh, God, you know, it is really disturbing looking at myself as I do. <laughs> to, you should you oh, should be in uh, our shoes. <laughs> uh, so really, oh, we haven't seen Doc Ock since that spec story no, all those years. No, no, no. He was uh, he was the deadly dentist in uh, Web Number mm-hmm. Five, but now in Spectacular in Number Seventy Nine, when Spider Man kicked his ass pretty good and right. said, "You'll never be able to be. I always kick your ass." <laughs> well, then the next issue in Web Number Five, which. Uh, Jim Owsley called the cover, you know, Doc Ock, Deadly Dentist, because he's in like a white smock or whatever. I actually like uh, that look for, for I remember, Ock. I did too. Yeah, and uh, so, uh, but Owsley apparently didn't, but uh, he called him the Deadly Dentist. Uh, but anyway, we find out there that when Doc sees or thinks of Spider-Man, he, goes, he gets catatonic, <laughs> just freezes, you know, and he's still in that condition. Okay. So anyway, he's still scared of him. Yeah. 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 So right now, you know, he's in the nut house in Brooklyn, and some uh, limp wristed, bleeding heart uh, liberal doctor. Uh, the, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the visuals, the visuals. <laughs> the vi- you know, um, yeah. <laughs> doesn't think Doc doesn't <laughs> doesn't think Doc Ock is a bad man, and he's trying to help him through a new sort of sleep therapy. But all it does is it gives Doc bad dreams about Spider-Man, and he wakes up sobbing in his doctor's arms. Well, mm. later in another attempt, uh, Doc has a frantic dream where everybody on the street is a spider person. And naked. No. And, you know, the, then, then he meets this giant spider who's, he, he runs into a web, and he gets stuck, and this giant spider's coming down, and he's going to eat him. You know, and so it's so horrible that his brain sends out frantic psionic waves that call out to his arms, which his arms are in an underground bunker in Manhattan. And then the arms start yeah. going crazy. Um, you know, and they bust out, and uh, then they start wrecking havoc all over uh, Manhattan. Yeah. And then they reach the loony bin where Doc is and reattach him and reattach to him and bust him out. And so Doc Ock says, out of my way, human worms, Dr. Octopus is back. So anyway, so Spidey hatches a plan. He goes to Kate Cushing, who's running the bugle now. And <laughs> uh, he uh, 
he goes to uh, the 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 the, the, the uh, I called him a dentist, the psychiatrist who just wanted to help Doc and restore him to sanity, so he could use his mental his brain power to help mankind. <laughs> blah, blah 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 blah. Anyway, so they 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 con they have come up with a false headline where the doctor says he's going to tell all Doc Ock's secrets. He's going to write a book. So you know, Doc decides he can't have that. So he goes after the doctor. Spider Man is there, uh, and. Uh, then, you know, Spider-Man shows up, and then Doc freezes again. He's just too scared of Spider-Man, and he just freezes. So, that is pretty well... Okay, yeah. Yeah, here we go. Now, wait a minute here. 296 and 297. I didn't write down where 296 ends and 297 begins, because it's a two-part story. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, here we go. 296 uh, stops on the last page of the issue. And then 297 starts the <laughs> into the issue. <laughs> you know. <laughs> that was a good one, George. That was really good. <laughs> I'm just trying to help. I'm just trying to help. Oh, yeah, 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 no doubt. But we got to wrap it up before McFarlane comes on. <laughs> yeah, and he start, it starts costing me more money. Okay, yeah. anyway, so Doc freezes up, but the limbs are still working. The limbs are still fighting Spider-Man, uh, and they eventually bust Doc out. Uh so he gets out, and then he finally kind of comes to his senses. And then Doc Ock is sitting there with his minions, and he's pondering. He says, well, I'm just too chicken shit to face Spider-Man personally. So I'm going to do the next best thing. Since Spider-Man works in New York, I'm going to destroy New York. <laughs> anyway, that's the end of the issue. 297. Yeah. Just real quick, I never realized what an animated storyteller JR is. Yeah, he he flails his arms away. He's like he acts it out. Yeah. I mean, he does. It. This is like we're getting ready on the crawl space to jump from uh, radio to television in a minute. Yeah. So how do you? How do you? You know, I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah, I guess this is it. You got to get. I mean, you know, how, how how can you do this without getting into it? I mean, uh, you know, I mean, I could I could just sit here and read, you know, uh, but then that's not near as fun as making shit up. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, uh, let's see here. Two ninety seven. Oh, it's got a great. It's got a great special effect. See, Doc Ock. He's got this plan. He's gonna. He steals some bacteria and he's gonna unleash it over New York. But he needs a crop dusting helicopter. Mm-hmm. So he goes to a place and says, "I want to rent a helicopter." And the guy says, "Well, no, you can't. We're all booked up, and the only licensed pilot I got is is uh, what's his name here? Is Eddie here? Eddie's the only guy who's available." So Doc grabs Eddie. With his arms, pulls him into the limo, and then you see the sound effect, crack, squishy. So, <laughs> and then there's blood all over the place, and he says, well, it appears Eddie is no longer available. I suggest you authorize Martin to take his place. Martin is one of Ox henchmen, and he walks out and says, you got a problem with that? No, no, not at all. So anyway, so we go through <laughs> here, and here's actually a pretty good scene. Joy, you know, Peter's at the bugle, and he sees Joey Mikado. Uh, so they have a little, they have a little, um, little talk and the, you know, she said, you know, Peter's complained about not having any money and she says, wait a minute, you, you had those great shots of Dr. Octopus. How come you don't have any money? And he said, well, I had some expenses, which, you know, was redesigned as web shooters. And, and then Robbie comes by and this is, this is actually pretty good. I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but basically this is, uh, this is it. Robbie says, Peter, you know, all the years I've known you. You seem to always have problems with money. You never have enough money. 
So let me give give you some advice. Get an effing real job, <laughs> which is basically what he says. He says maybe no you doubt. should consider some other line of work. You know, get an effing job. And of course, most of us who've been reading this for years and think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. You know what? It's about damn time somebody told him that. But so, for someone who's you know who who action Jr. is his reward. You know, I mean, what, yeah, but that doesn't pay the rent. What's he gonna do? What's you know? What's he gonna? Action doesn't keep you in hookers and blow, George. I mean, <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's that, my bad. You heard me. If I pay an action, you're right. Nope. And I'm an asshole for asking. Sorry. That's, just, uh, just, that's... just keep being the unpopular dick in the corner. All right, I all right. <laughs> that's what I'm best at. <laughs> well, anyway, so you know, Spider-Man finds you know finds out what Doc's up to. He finds out where he is. And then, you know, he busts in again and Doc freezes again. <laughs> you know, and uh, anyway, but this, the, the guy in the hel- Martin in the helicopter is going to unleash all this bacteria or whatever unless he's told to stop. So Spider-Man grabs one of the minions and says, all right, get on the radio and tell him to stop now. And the guy says, oh, no, we can't do that uh, uh, because he's only going to do it. He's only going to stop if we give him a code word. And the only guy who knows the code word is Doc Ock himself. <laughs> and he's sitting there like a like a zombie, like a vegetable. Spider-Man goes, oh, shit. So, <laughs> so he not, figured... That's not what Spider-Man says. That's not what Spider-Man says here. Um, <clears throat> let's do the quote. Uh, it's, not, it's not what he says. Oh, he says, oh, Lord, what have I done? I like oh, shit. I like oh, shit. <laughs> but anyway, so Spider-Man devises the plan. Okay, I will let Doc Ock kick my ass. And if Doc Ock kicks my ass, then he'll gain confidence in himself again. He'll come out of his catatonic state, uh, which he does. And then Doc yeah. says, ah, I'm no longer afraid of you. I'm going to kill you now, you know, And uh, after I destroy everybody in the city. And then Spider-Man goes, wait a minute, wait a minute. If you kill everybody in the city, then how, who's going to watch you kill me? Oh, yeah. You know, so logic, logic. <laughs> so, you know, he, he calls the bacteria attack off. And uh, then Spider-Man, so Spider-Man says, hey, you're going to kill me now. And Doc says, oh, no, 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 no. No, because we supervillains, even when we have the hero at our mercy and just another second or two, we could kill him. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to come up with this half-assed excuse that since I had to live with you, the humiliation of you beating me, I'm going to let you live so you live with the humiliation of me beating you. Hmm. Makes sense. Doc Ock goes away, and, you know, Peter, you know, sits and has a a tab, and... uh, (laughs) He has a tab. Yeah, he does. He he did, yeah. When do they stop making tabs? They still make it. They still do? Tabs still... I'll be damned. I thought the tabs going... I think it it depends on what part of the country you're in. Like, Chris, they don't make it in Missouri, I don't think. There's, um, I've noticed there's, like, a lot of brands that still exist, but they're almost, like, consigned to out-of-the-way places, almost, you know? Uh, they probably sell them just where they make the most money, obviously. Yeah. So anyway, so Peter has a tab and says, well, you know, I let Doc Ock kick my ass. But you know what? I did the right thing. I guess I'm finally becoming an adult. The end. He never did use those web shooters like a, a gas gauge, did he? Uh, actually, in this issue, he did. They, uh, they, he, did he broke out the, the ones with the LED light for the first time. Hmm. But well, I never, you know, I don't remember seeing those again because it's always a story element. Oh, I'm out of web shooters. I guess I should have seen that. Coming. He's never out of web shooters, Brad. I'm sorry, he's out of web. He's out of of web fluid. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, he actually, we did see him. I think at least another time. But 
Yeah, but, you know, like I said, then again, you know, I mean, how could, uh, you know, Steve Wacker exercise his brilliant editorial oversight and allow three stories in in the same month be told of Spider-Man running out of webbing if he actually had that indicator? So, yeah. Yeah. All right. The uh, let's see what else came out that month. We had want to do web or you want to do spec? We'll do we'll do spec. Okay, spec. One thirty four came out. Uh, This is called. Uh, Sin Seer, which is a follow-up to the uh, uh, Sin Eater story, again written by Peter David and our pal Sal Buscema mm-hmm. on pencils. Uh, yeah, this is uh, Peter David's follow-up uh, story to the uh, the death of Gene DeWolf. And yep. um, uh, I mean, he had a specific reason for doing this, and I'll kind of get into it as I get into the story once we see what shape Stan Carter's in. But uh, this is, uh, uh, the story be- starts out with a group of shrinks debating on whether or not Stan Carter should be released back into society. No, because... oh, no, no, no. Oh, now, no. Now that's the Texan in you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the blood, guts, bloodthirsty Texan and not the sensitive, caring, you know, individual that, you know, you should be. Um, so... You know, I just noticed. I think this is the uh, the first uh, issue of Sal's long run on spec. I thought that was the Eagles that had the, the long e- run. <laughs> Re- moment of silence for Glenn Fry. Fry. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I would Buster's- pour one out, but I'd get you know fluid all over my floor. You know, I I don't want a tea stain. Yeah. Talk about I tell you, a lot of old rockers have been dying. David Bowie. Oh, this has been a man. brutal month, man. And Glenn Fry and Paul Kantner. That's another classic. Speaking of uh, David Bowie, I saw something that uh, David Bowie or, or uh, Bono asked David Bowie, hey, what do you think of the Spider-Man musical? Because <clears throat> B- David Bowie took his kids to see the Spider-Man musical and Bowie was like, yeah, there's a lot wrong with it. <laughs> That's we an also understatement. The Reaper finally claimed Dave Vagoda for real. Oh, exactly. I mean, it was wow. like he—he he was always at the top of the list of celebrities that aren't really dead that you think are dead. Yeah. So, but anyway, anyway, getting getting back to um, you know this group of shrinks is debating over whether or not Stan should be released. All the stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, you know what? I need I need to rub some Ben Gay on me or whatever. Where's I know we got some upstairs. Um but you've been gay enough already. <laughs> well, after I wasn't getting what I needed at home from my wife, I guess I had to turn, didn't I? Oh, this took a dark turn. <sighs> I I blame myself. Yeah, it is your own it is your Yeah. Thing. Damn the internet. Well, and the both of you guys, you guys were making fun of me. Sure. <laughs> what do you mean? What were we making? Like fun? I've never oh, done that thing. No, that was no, 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 no. Oh, it was a tribute, right? It was a yeah, tribute. yeah. It was a tribute. It was a tribute. Anyway, group of shrinks are debating over whether or not Stan Carter should be released back into society because they purged all the drugs out of him. Because remember, he was the sin eater because he was an agent of Shield and he participated in an experiment to give himself superpowers. I think they gave him an LSD derivative, drove him crazy, and he became the sin eater and killed all those people. Anyway, so now he's not he's not that way anymore. And he's better. So the and this is where Peter yeah. David drops Carol Kalish's name again because one of the doctors who's arguing against Carter's release is Doctor Kalish. 
And for everything I've read about Carol Kalish indicates that apparently outside of the guy she was living with, Peter David must have been the only one who liked her. <laughs> because she, oh. she was universally loathed. Really? That's yeah. sad. Well, yeah. Um, uh, Gary Gary Groth. Of course, Gary Groth hated everybody. Hates everybody. <laughs> but yeah, he, wrote tic- he wrote a particularly vicious article about her. So. Yeah, he – but, you know, I mean, I don't – I don't know. I, I, <clears throat> the uh, – I'm trying to think of how I should navigate saying some of this. Um, I consider the source. I mean, he's – I don't know. I yeah. He's written some sketchy stuff himself over the years. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. Yeah. It's – you know, like unless you know the people, you never really know. So Yeah. But uh, yeah. anyway um, – but anyway, they, they, Peter David was loyal to her, very loyal to her. He named one of his kids after her. She was one that hired him. Uh, she no. was in charge of marketing, and uh, she hired him. Uh, and then, and then um, I don't know if she was the one who gave him a job writing or if they, somebody else from Marvel, but she was the one who originally hired him at Marvel. So he uh, was loyal to her pretty well for the rest of her life. Um, That's an important and, contribution not only to Marvel, but the, I mean the comics in general. Yeah, we, I would hiring agree. Peter David, man, that's a great legacy to have. Yeah, well, I mean, we talked about this when we talked about another issue where he name dropped her uh, as one of these assassins who's trying to get a job with the Kingpin. Uh, you know, she uh, kind of radicalized Marvel, uh, the um, the direct market industry, because a lot of these guys were operating out of, literally out of cigar boxes and shoe boxes. Yeah. And uh, she started the program where, like you see, said, let's like let's buy these guys cash registers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But anyway, so one doctor says, uh, I was watching a baseball game last night. So uh, can you tell me what this is all about? So that's how we get our two page summary of uh, the, the, the previous scene in oh. eater saga. Previously in Spec Spidey. Yeah. So we get the two page recap of the event, events of uh, the death of Gene DeWolf. Anyway. Stan Carter is having hallucinations. The Sin Eater is talking to him and saying all kinds of crazy shit. But, of course, nobody else can see the Sin Eater talking all kinds of crazy shit, so they decide to let him go. Um, anyway, so Mary Jane is uh, busy taking soft corn, soft core porn photos of herself uh, really? to turn Peter on. Uh, oh, okay. Well, she's in a bikini, and she, you know, she turns the camera on, and she, and she gets... She, uh, uh, you know, she starts posing in all kinds of provocative poses on the couch, and she says, oh, this will drive Peter up the wall. And anyway, Peter is literally crawling behind her on the wall, and then he disappears, and then he, gra- he webs her and pulls her up, and they have sex. The itsy bitsy spider, yeah. Sex, sex <laughs> on the ceiling. Uh, which is better. Didn't Lionel Richie do that in the 80s? Yeah. It's even better than that Lionel Richie song. So, Oh, look at this. Well, they were just dancing on the ceiling. Dancing. Oh. Anyway... Le- okay, another plot. Electro is out and about stealing money, Steal- robbing jewelry stores and stuff like that. So, you know, Electro's going to figure in here somewhere. Knocking anyway, over liquor so, stores. So, Peter, well, jewelry stores. But, uh, Man, I, liquor do not, stores I do not remember the second part of Sinner's story at all. You don't? Well, it's, really? No, not really. It's kind of eclipsed by the um, the original one. First, I agree, yeah. And then I think Peter David was, a, this is issue 136. I'm trying to think. I think he might have been about on his way out here. Um I yeah. don't really remember. Um, but anyway, so Peter sees the news that the Sin Eater's you know, out, and he's absolutely furious. Uh, and he says, I'm going to stick on him like fleas on dog shit, you know, and uh, he's not, not going to make a says. move without me. <laughs> what was that? It's not what he says. 
Point of parliamentary procedure. There you are. He's, yeah, yeah, let me it's see not, here. What? May we have the direct quote in the in the in oh, the history? There is one issue later, though. Not in this. Not in this month, but in thirty days when we do February. Uh, where I I, I won't I won't quote unquote make shit up because trust me I couldn't. Uh, oh oh yes I can I can put on the suit and go to Carter tell him Spider Man will be watching his every move. Now I prefer fleas on dog shit. Anyway, but then Spider Man but then Spider Man you know decides to pay a visit to Carter, and in what's a fairly dramatic moment, we find out that. Uh, and this is kind of what Peter David wanted, why David brought the Sin Eater back, or why he brought Carter back, is because, and I don't have the source, so the credible Hulk is going to have to send his fact-checking posse after me. But anyway, <laughs> Peter David decided to, he said, I, he, he said he wanted to show what would really happen if a super-powered being, you know, just took off on a person. So even though Carter you know, had some kind of super-powered serum in him. I mean, he obviously was no... I mean, Spider-Man was just in a rage. And there's no way he could stand... Anybody could stand up to Spider-Man in that condition, which is why it was utter bullshit that Daredevil was able to... Oh, he's so distracted and his heart's beating too fast and he's getting sloppy here. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> I knocked him out. No, 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 no. You know, Spider-Man should have turned Daredevil into oatmeal. You know? So, but anyway... But he sees, but but Carter is like he's limping. He can barely walk. He stutters, and then he he goes through a a, a a list of basically what's wrong with him. His eardrums have been shattered, bones have been broken, teeth have been broken, and and Spidey can't take it anymore. I mean, he just you know it's like he just he can't take these gruesome details, and he, and he leaves. Uh, which you know it's 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 interesting. I mean, because in all the years up till now. You know, it's it's never really been addressed what would happen if somebody like Spider-Man beat the shit out of you. And it wouldn't mm -hmm. be pretty. You know, and it's, no. it's kind of sometimes when you think about why is J. Jonah Jameson so crazy about Spider-Man and why does he have this blind spot about Spider-Man? Well, yeah, part because of it. Because he actually hates himself very much. Well, that's part of it, true. But, uh, you know, and uh, Jonah's problems with Spider-Man are more about Jonah's problems with himself. Yep. But, you know, from a realistic standpoint, Here's what, you know, this is what he's always been afraid of. Spider-Man, you know, what happens when Spider-Man loses his temper? What happens when a superpower being goes nuts? <laughs> and, uh, and that, you know, and Carter is, is what happens to people. Uh, but anyway, so spider but Spider-Man so rattled that he runs into Electro. But, he, you know, instead of kicking Electro's ass like he should, you know, he gives him a, a you know, a, a, a pussy punch, you know, and, <laughs> and, and Electro, Electro just cleans. Ouch. Electro zaps him and just fries him. So, <coughs> so Spider-Man's laying there smoldering and smoking. So that's the end of that issue. Um, Easily forgettable, I, it sounds like. I don't know. It's, well, it, it pales, obviously, in comparison to the story that preceded it. Yeah. Um, th this really is almost kind of like a postscript in a way exactly. uh, where he just kind of I mean, it's kind of like the final act, really, instead of a story in itself. Uh, it's kind of the epilogue to the death of Gene DeWolf, where you see kind of the impact that it had on everybody who was involved. Uh, but anyway, the next two issues are there's this uh, there's this 
sleazy manager who's trying to present himself as Carter's agent and trying to get him to sign a book deal and stuff. And Carter wants nothing to do with it. I mean, Carter is, and I, and I give Peter David credit for this because unlike JMD Mateus, who would have given us a whole thing about Carter's background and how he didn't get enough hugs as a kid and that made him <laughs> do what he do did. Peter David never excuses what Carter did. And Carter doesn't excuse himself either. He, and when Spider-Man is like aghast at what he's done, Carter says, I deserved it. I did horrible things. Um, you know, I deserved what you did to me. Um, so he never downplays. He makes Carter a sympathetic figure, but he doesn't excuse what Carter did, and he doesn't provide any alibis for what he did. Which That's good. Which Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, because when you think about it, you know, the whole idea of Carter getting out in a year, regardless of, you know, is ridiculous. Would never happen. But then again, the Marvel Universe, everybody busts out of prison with regularity. But yeah. really, that's kind of a minor detail to the story that David wants to tell. And he does a fairly decent job of telling it. So Carter tries to, you know, get a job. He can't get a job. You know, the police won't hire him back for obvious reasons. Private security won't hire him. He can't even yeah. get a job at McDonald's. Because he goes into McDonald's and the guy says, oh, you're looking for a job for your kid. Is that it? You know. So the guy is, you know, he, he's completely, he has nowhere to go. Yeah. Um, and so finally he agrees, this agent finally, you know, he finally agrees to start going on TV shows and telling the story because he's got, no, you know, nowhere else to go. He has no money. And so, but so then he shows up on the Regis show. Regis and Kathy Lee, which, of course, is the worst looking Regis that you've ever seen, because this guy actually looks normal as opposed to looking like Regis. But anyway, <laughs> but, but Peter, Peter is there because Mary Jane was on the show earlier as part of a, a fashion model thing or thingy or whatever. They're showing the spring line or something or other. And Mary Jane's there. So Peter's there, you know, drooling over. Her. And then Carter shows up and Spider-Man freaks out. And our Peter freaks out, changes to Spider-Man, you know, bursts in off the set, starts lecturing Carter and saying, you know, you're an asshole, you're a liar, you're a scumbag, you're a dirtbag, you're an asshole, you know, and I hope you die. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't call him an asshole, let alone twice. <laughs> so this podcast is rated explicit. <laughs> so anyway. Anyway, Electro's watching TV, and he says, oh, there's Spider-Man there. Spider-Man was chicken shit of me, you know, the last time, so I'll go over there and kick his ass on TV now. So Electro shows up, and Spider-Man decides not to fight him. He says, Spider-Man's thinking, oh, shit, you know, a guy with Electro's powers, there's tons of electronic equipment in here, there's all kinds of people in here. If he and I start fighting, there's going to be all kinds of collateral damage. There's 16 trillion watts of power traveling through this entire building. I better not engage someone. Yeah, someone who yeah. can control all of it. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, so basically, he doesn't fight him, and Electro spits at him, and you know, says, "Aha, you're a, you're you know, you're a coward, you're a pussy." Blah 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 blah. So then, part three finally is yeah. where Spider-Man, you know, Mary and Mary Jane kind of convinces him. Mary Jane says, "You know, the only way you're going to get over is you're going to have to go apologize to Carter." It's like, well, you know, are you crazy, woman? Says Peter, that's the only way you're going to get over this because you're obviously feeling guilty. It's eating you alive. You've got it. You've got to confront it. You've got to. So anyway, so Peter goes over there and he apologizes to Carter, uh, and uh, Carter says, "Well, you know." And the, uh, wait, Peter apologizes to Carter. Well, I'm sorry, Spider-Man does. Thank Spider-Man you, does. Thank, thank you, you. Yeah. thank you, Spider Yoda. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, as you can tell, I'm old. My hair is gray. You know, <laughs> he's got better follicles than us, George. You know, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I'm at least ten years older than you guys, and I've still got full yeah. head of hair. Yeah. Uh, Arson's <laughs> up the drain at the end of the razor. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, um, so Spider-Man goes to apologize and says, I don't know what the hell is wrong with me, but because because I beat the shit out of you, now I'm scared shitless to beat the shit out of anybody else. And Carter says, well, I don't know what to tell you, Spider-Man. You know, don't, you're just going to have to, you know, man up and deal with it. Um, and so Electro goes crazy again. Spider-Man decides to go after him and this time Spider-Man kicks Electro's ass. There you gets go. His bu- Spidey gets his groove back. But during the meantime, during in, in that time though, Carter the, the delusions of the sin eater talking to him in his head is is getting to him. So he dresses up as a sin eater again, pretending, you know, outside where Spider-Man's fighting Electro, he grabs his kid, he threatens to kill the kid. The cops are all, you know, ready to, you know, the cops have all got their beat on him. And then, you know, Carter shoves the kid aside, draws a good, points arrive at the police, and they ventilate him. Just put a bunch of bullets in him and kill him. Suicide by cop. Suicide by cop. That's exactly what it was. Carter, the rifle wasn't even loaded. And uh, so Carter dies. He just, and, you know, that's, that's really it. It's not a, it's, you know. It's not a particularly pleasant or happy ending, but it was, you know, yeah. that was kind of the way it was. That's the only way he could get himself out of that particular predicament. And and yeah. it stopped us from having to have horrible, terrible stories later that would come along later where he's like resurrect or not resurrected, but like suddenly he's maybe he gets a symbiote or, you know, mm-hmm. maybe he's this or he's cloned or, you know what I mean? I mean, like there was so much bad shit that followed this period, like, mm-hmm. you know, like little by little. Mm-hmm. That we were well, yeah. This is what eighty. Of, this is what eighty-eight. We're about to head into the nineties. We we were spared a lot of potentially bad crap with him. So it's a it's a good. End. Well, uh, it was a lot. But he, he does come back. Do you guys remember this? When he uh, hang on, wasn't he one of the um, Carrions? Well, well, uh, there was a Sin Eater, Copycat, and Venom. Center takes all. It's according to Wikipedia. Also, there's a supernatural Sin Eater. It says, during the Axis storyline, a new and supernatural Sin Eater emerges to terrorize New York City, gunning down members of the press. Oh, yeah, this was during the Carnage miniseries, who uh, um, morality has been altered by a spell cast by Dr. Doom and the Scarlet Witch, comes into conflict with the Sin Eater when he stops him from murdering a reporter named Alice Gleason. The Sin Eater later manages to track down and abduct Alice, taking her to his lair, and then he is an undead Emil Gregg, a man who told Eddie Brock that he was the first Sin Eater. Before the Sin Eater can harm Alice, she is rescued by Carnage, who allows the Sin Eater to absorb all of his repressed evil. Overwhelmed by Carnage's sin, the Sin Eater grows to gigantic size and explodes as Carnage declares, Rest now, you wandering soul. Your work is done. And that was in the Carnage... That is but awful. Axis Carnage miniseries. Didn't you read that? Last time. Yeah, I reviewed that on the Satellites show, and it was it wasn't that great. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. That sounds so like that was the la- that was the last Sin Eater story. This is why I don't you read, ever, this is why I don't read all that crossover crap. Do you remember Emil Gregg, mm-hmm. Jr.? Mm-hmm. You do from yeah. Yeah, he was the guy that supposedly went to Eddie Brock. Yeah, and said, "I'm the Sin Eater." And of course, Brock, being the uh, experienced reporter that he was, decided not to 
do any fact checking or whatever, take Greg at his word, get the story published. And then, uh, you know, Greg dressed as a scene eater, went to the bugle offices to kill Jameson and Spider-Man knocked him out with a typewriter, uh, cart, uh, roller pin or whatever, which <laughs> good luck finding those now. What, what issue was that? It was like the third part of the death of Gene DeWolf probably would have been oh, okay. spec one Oh nine or something. That's right. um, that's right. but anyway, so, but anyway, we didn't see the get the Eddie Brock angle until Amazing 300. Um, right. So, but anyway, it, yeah, like I said, this it's a decent story. It's more of a postscript than anything else. Just mm-hmm. to you know to show what the impact would have been if you know on a person that Spider Man ruthlessly beat. And right. uh, yeah, it's it's not much to say. I mean, it is what it is. So it's an interesting yeah. story, but it's kind of the end of the. It's the perfect end of that particular tale. We have uh, one more, Web of Spider-Man number 34, written by Jim Shooter, and pencils, again, by our pal Sal Buscema. And uh, Web 34 on the cover, it's called The Cosmic Gambit, and the watcher is uh, watching Spider-Man play football in a black costume. Yes. We all know what makes a good Spider-Man story, <clears throat> and yeah. that's space aliens. <laughs> this one's wacky. So... Yeah, and, and of course, this is written by Jim Shooter, who, if you read yeah. his blog, you know, Marvel sucked until Shooter came in and took over, and Shooter never let any bad stories be published, you know, because, <laughs> you know, unless he was the one who was writing them. So, anyway, <laughs> this particular st- <laughs> This ain't Secret Wars. You no, know, this is, uh, this is one of those, you know it's going to be a bad story. Now, just by the cover? <laughs> Just by the premise, okay? Because yeah. the premise, it starts out where you have basically a, football, a bunch of kids playing football, and you have these big, tough guys playing football against these little guys, and they're rolling all over them, and they're ahead of them 42 to nothing, and they knock some kid and hurt him. And, and this kid, by the way, this little guy who gets hurt, his name is Gerbil. <laughs> and I didn't tape him. Never mind. Oh, <laughs> never mind. Not gonna go there on the spot. I, 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 oh. I want to keep spider history pure. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll save that for a Fight Club. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so there's the the, le- the leader of the big guy bullies is a guy by the name of Truck. Truck and gerbil. So, first of all, you've just got this utter nonsense that, I mean, I knew a lot of dirtbags growing up in school, but I can't imagine that a group of high school boys, for example, would get any thrill, vicarious or otherwise, by running over a bunch of grade schoolers playing football. You know, it's just, so it's, it, and Spider Man's watching it. You know, he's watching this game and he says, eh, the football must be full of crack. Yeah, <laughs> which is that actually, like, what he, very, very Spider-Man-like comment. Is that at, like at actually what he says? That's not a Jr. No, no, it's it's not a uh, no, it's not. It's uh, Spider-Man it's not, saying, you know, well, well, some of the local young gentle urchins are tossing the old oblong pigskin around. Blah 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 <laughs> blah. Listen to me, I'm just cranky because I haven't had a good day. Man, they're really going at it. Ball's probably full of crack. <laughs> So anyway, so anyway, so Spider-Man's watching this and, oh man, you know, you can tell he just, it's not fair that these little guys are getting pummeled by these big guys. Well, then we go to the moon, all right? And on the moon, we have two aliens, a Psy 
and Gruns. All right. <laughs> Gruns looks like a white leader, you know. So wait a minute. We we got truck. We got gerbil. We got a sigh and Gruns. Gruns. Okay. What? What? These are odd names, man. <laughs> well, Gruns looks like a white leader, and a sigh. Well, remember, just nine months prior to this, we had uh, the classic Stalker from the Stars, and oh, no. we had Zanja. Who was the uh, half ba- the bastard half brother of the Savage Dragon? Well, Gruns looks like the offspring of Zanja doing his cousin. Okay. Wow! So then you get Gruns. Or, wow. I mean, no, no, you get a sigh. You get a sigh. Gruns is the white leader. Anyway, Gruns and the sigh have this bet. A sigh says, "I can sneak up on the Watcher." Gruns bets him eight million parcel credits. He can't. Well, Asai does. Asai sneaks up on the, the watcher and zaps him and, and wraps him with energy bands. All right. Well, back on Earth, you know, the Tufts are asking the runts, you know, <laughs> if they want to forfeit the game because the little guys are down one man because one of these big kids knocked Poor over gerbil. gerbil, you know, and hurt gerbil. <laughs> So it's like, you guys want to forfeit because you're a man short? <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, like I said, I remember a bunch of boys in dirt bags, but this is just so over the, so over the top. Anyway, so Spider-Man comes down and says, well, huh, I'll play on the little guys' team. And uh, <laughs> so anyway, so the, the other team says, oh, sure, you got to do that. Sure, we'll let you do that, but you got to tie one hand behind your back. Uh, you can't shoot your webs. You can't jump. You can't use superpowers, blah, blah, blah. And Spider-Man says, well, all right, sure, why not? So they decide to have this football game. Anyway, so Asai collects his 8 million credit units from Gruns, who's bitching and moaning about the whole thing. <laughs> anyway, Asai shows the Watcher how he snuck up. Like, ah, I got this Galactus gun. All right? Like, you know, after Secret Wars issue number 11, when Galactus's home world was, uh, you know, uh, zapped or whatever, <laughs> well, I found this gun. All right? And, it's a, and I was able to sneak up on him and... Do, and and get behind him or whatever and do it because I have this Galactus gun. All right. So he tells the Watcher, says, Watcher, you got all kinds of cool shit in this moon base. And I'm going to kill you unless you give me all the cool shit. And the, the Watcher says, well, screw you. Kill me. You know, all my this cool shit got way too many act- safeguards. And, I, you know, you're such a moron. You couldn't even turn it on. Actual but, dialogue. But at home, actual dialogue. This is—it's the level of professionalism Char- that you've. Come if you want to hear the real dialogue, I guarantee you, this one's on the fifty cent bill. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, I ain't gonna read this. Uh, <laughs> JR's some of these devices of yours would be useful too. Maybe even better than my Galactus gadget. Tell you what, Watcher, how about a little wager? We'll find something to bet on. If you win, I let you live, and I'll give you my little Galactus weapon. If I win, you turn over your arsenal to me and show me how to use it. All right. In other words, I want your cool shit. I'll kill you if you don't give it to me. Watcher says, screw you, you know. But aside, he's a gambler. I mean, he just took eight million credit units from from Gruns. All right. If I had a if I had a dime for every time Uatu said "screw you." <laughs> 
So, and when you keep talking about Psy, I'm thinking that guy that does the 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 dancer, the Gangnam Style. Oh, hey, sexy lady. Jr. has no clue. Jr. like, what the hell is witchcraft? Cheers, check it out. Yeah, I'm done. Hey, sexy lady. I know who Psy is. Oh, very good, very good. Yes, unfortunately, yeah. my son my son made the mistake of doing it, and my wife got it on a vi- on a, on her cell phone. So, we Ooh. we bring that out whenever we want to put him in his place. That would uh, be great. It's twenty. <laughs> I was about to say that this is you know these, these are the years, Brad. You need to be taking pictures and videos now because when they get out of control, that's your best that's your best blackmail. I tell you what, having a video camera on your cell phone is the best thing. I mean, man. Those, oh yeah, oh yeah. How about uh, how about your uh, you know? Unless you do what I want, how about your friend, little friends get this in an email attachment? Huh? Yeah, no doubt. Blackmail. So anyway, so anyway, a size you know kind of feeling pretty full of himself. I mean, he just collected eight million grunts from. <laughs> uh. Now you see, I'm trying to do a, a serious, a serious historical re- retrospective. Here. Oh, very serious. I mean, yeah. with words like shit like, and like bullshit a, and, and grunt and gerbil. Yeah, go ahead. I, that's Jim Shooter's fault. That ain't my fault. Jim Shooter, the, Jim Shooter, the guy who would never let a bad story be published by Marvel under his reign. Um, Anyway, of, isn't this at the end of his reign? I mean, I wonder if this story was in a in a, a desk drawer or something that Shooter wrote, and they needed a web story because ah. he was out the door about this time. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think. He was. It was around the game. Wasn't it around the? No, I, I really don't remember. You could be right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so Asai makes a bet. He's a gambler, so he makes a bet with the watcher. Okay, and which which we just went through. You know, uh, we'll find something to bet on. So the watcher says, well, that sounds good to me. And so uh, Sai takes the energy bands off the watcher, and then the watcher says, look at all this shit going on in the universe. All right, we got something going on with the Kree here. We got dinosaurs going on here. We got volcanoes exploding over here. Um, okay, now all the vast realms of this, all of the universe, what do we want to bet on? And... Uh, uh, let's see here. <laughs> as soon as Jr. said dinosaur shit, I had to. Oh, I mean, he's this guy. I can't. He can't give the finger. Uh, what, is a, what is that? A duck? <laughs> I couldn't see. It was so tiny. Uh, I couldn't don't, see. It was so mind. tiny. I think my wife said that once to me. Um, and he, don't mind that, uh, audio listeners. <laughs> so anyway, in all the vast universe that the Watcher is watching, you know, with his subscription to Netflix, Netflix universe, Net, Netflirt, Netflirt, Netflirt. What's, 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 what's Netflirt, Jr. That's that, Netflix, that's where right, that's where Watchers uh, try to try to find women. Uh, <laughs> is that where he found his wife? That finally showed up before uh, before Hickman murdered him. What's that oh, hit man. Let's go Netflirt. <laughs> I, uh, I was about, he he had a wife? Really? Yeah. We found out he had a wife. Yeah, and original sin. <sighs> no. You aren't missing I never I you know, to be honest, I just never thought the watcher swung that way, to be honest. I uh anyway. He also had uh, a baby. The watch okay, so they did have a yeah, baby, they had didn't a baby. They? So yeah. the watch so a sigh. 
I bet you the watchers are kind of freaky. They like to watch. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Tom, they're the peeping Toms of the Marvel Universe. They're, they're the right? peeping Toms. Who are like, you know, Brad doesn't just go after the low-hanging fruit. <laughs> Brad finds the shit that the monkeys are eating off the ground that's, that's already <laughs> fermented and everyone's, you know, they're all getting drunk off of. That's what Brad goes for. Oh, Brad goes man. after they've been on the ground for, you know, six weeks. Yep. I'll, get, I'll admit it. Wow. So, anyway, so anyway, so Asai catches. Oh, what's this? And of course, it's the the, the football game with Spider Man. Of it's like, course, in all the universe. He, a dumbass football in Web thirty four. So <laughs> anyway, so uh, Asai, um, you know, they're going to bet on this football game, and the why. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I'm killing it. I was about to say, I'm going to get this air freshener and put it right here because the next time Brad releases one of those turds of his, <laughs> turd jokes or whatever, that thing will catch it before it. Anyway. Thank goodness. Yeah. Um, so they're going to bet on the football game. The Watcher's going to bet on Spider-Man and his team, and, of course, the side's going to bet on the other guys. Well, of course, Brad. Truck in his huh? What's the what you what's say? The point spread. Well, right, I don't. They didn't give a point spread, but right now the punks are ahead fifty-six to nothing. Oh, all that, right. That's okay. Well, Spider-Man scores a touchdown, and so but the little guys have just had it. They've just had it. So, oh, Spider-Man, we can't go on anymore. We're gonna be late for dinner. <laughs> yeah, and our mommies are gonna kill. Blah blah blah. Spider-Man, you know, said. So he gives a Newt Rockney, you know, speech, and he tells the little runs to grow some balls. It's uh, <laughs> not what he says. Come on, Gerbil, grow some balls. Come oh, on, you better weasel. sack up and get it done, Gerbil. That's not what, well, what Spider-Man says. You web it up and... Wait, 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 wait. Okay, forget the score. Play every down as if it decided the game. You can win without being bigger. You can win without being stronger or faster. But you can't win without guts. The real battle's inside. You beat the fear that's making you into quitters. And nothing out here can stop you. Let's win, huh? I love Come on, all Let's grow some balls! I love all uh, these inspiring moments, you know, that we get in comics and, and, uh, you know, and in film and TV and everything else. In reality, those people just get curb stomped. <laughs> what do you, George, what do you think uh, J.R. would reinterpret with great power comes great responsibility? What would he do with that line? Grow some balls. Grow some balls. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I, 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 I don't, I don't have a JR filter that I can run things through. <laughs> no. Kind of like, kind of like when you tra- uh, Travolta, what was it? Travoltify your name. Uh, the, somebody came up with a, yeah. a yeah. program or whatever where you could Travoltify your name. Yeah, I can't. I can't. If I get stronger, I can kick more ass. If I really think about it, no, that's that's. I don't have a JR filter either. Damn no. it. Now you got to go to Saginaw to get one of those. Uh, anyway, so Spidey's Newt Rockney speech does the trick, all right? And so the gap is narrowed to 56-45. Anyway. Asai, <laughs> Damn, good job, Spidey. <laughs> anyway, uh, Asai saying, holy shit, this game ain't going my way. So like any good gambler, I'm going to cheat. Uh, oh. And so he zaps Truck, okay, to give Truck superpowers. All right. So then one of the one of the little guys scores a touchdown to make it fifty six fifty one, but truck 
pile drives him. And the, you know, the little guy's going, <laughs> you know, and they say, aha, you guys are down one. All right. So you got to forfeit the game. And, but then gerbil gets back up. <laughs> what, the, what the hell's going on with this story? <laughs> gerbil gets back up and decides to go into the game, get back into the game. Oh, gerbil. And then Spider-Man's saying, I have a feeling that whatever goes on here with, oh, I have a funny feeling about this game, like it's important somehow. And Gerbil <laughs> says, please let me play. And Spider-Man goes, I don't know why, but okay. It's like watching what one, looking around. I don't know why, but okay. It's like one-man Broadway this, show. This is like Ru- Rudy. Uh, Rudy go in there. The Watcher's watching Rudy. No, just, I'm, I'm just watching JR just act it out. It's... it's <laughs> His, his Rudy is amazing. He's, he's captivating. So this last play of the game or whatever, Spider-Man throws the ball to Gerbil. Because, see, he, Spider-Man can't run for the touchdown himself because one of the rules is if one of the guys just touches Spider-Man, he's down. You know, so he just he touches him, he's down. So Spider-Man decides to throw to Gerbil. Gerbil catches the ball, and time is expired. And Truck says, all i got to do is tackle you, and the game is over. But Gerbil runs right through him and scores the winning touchdown. <laughs> All right, well, Asai is pretty pissed off. And he says, well, you know, since I've lost, the only thing I can do is, oh, get my Galactus gun and kill the Watcher anyway. Well, the Watcher, however, got the drop on him and teleported the Galactus gun into the heart of a star. Okay. Why didn't he just do that with with Sai? The hell? With what? Why didn't he just do that with with Sai? Uh, well, because he made a deal with Asai, because part of the deal was that he would not punish Asai for any crimes that Asai committed against him. So even though mm. Asai, you know, came in, came into his house, zapped him with energy beams, part of the agreement was he couldn't punish Asai, Asai for those crimes. But the Watcher says, aha, you dumbass, you committed another crime that I can punish you for. And what's that? You tried to welch on the bat. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did, I guess. So, you know, he says, oh, don't kill me, don't kill me, show mercy. And the watcher says, of course I'll show mercy to you, you know. Anyway, the last page is we go to Bally's Casino in Las Vegas. And the, uh, the, the dealer is saying, oh, this is my first day on the job, blah, blah, blah. Oops, I forgot to take this joker out of the deck. And the card is a sigh in a joker costume. Doing that, like he's trying to get out of the card, you know? Yeah. And, uh, it looks like JR trying to do the invisible wall. Yeah. That was good. Or, yeah. And, and that, <laughs> is, that is the end. Where does that one rank for all-time worst? Still well, better than One More Day. <laughs> well, yeah, it's not as bad as One More Day because it's instantly forgotten. I mean, it shows really, though, how directionless Web of Spider-Man was because yeah. like nine issues ago we had Stalker from the Stars. Yeah. Then we have this piece of shit. You know? Well, Conway takes over next issue. Oh well, then you know, then, great. It's a little bit better. In time for more liberal screeds. It was uh, it was weird back in the day because Webb started strong. Oh my gosh, yeah. Webb started real strong, but then it just yeah, it did. It kind of just kind of like a like a kid that wanders off in the mall or something. Yeah, it didn't have a permanent creative team. I think the, yeah, the first issue was the death of the symbiote, which didn't last long. Louise Simonson and. Uh, Bob Layton? Or I forget who drew it. Yeah. I don't remember either. But then Peter, actually, Peter David had a run on it. 
yeah. uh, for, for a while. And David Michelinie had a run on it. That's where we first saw, um, the, well, the arm of Eddie Brock shove Spider-Man, shove Peter Parker. And, Web 18, yeah. yeah. So, you know, but, but then, but yeah, it was mostly just directionless with constantly changing creative teams. Um uh, with the exception of Alex Savick, who had a gr- good run, but he had poor scripts to draw, I think. Yeah. So uh, you know, I you know, it's forgettable. It's the thing is, it's not as delightfully bad as Stalker from the Stars because Stalker from the Stars is just so dumb. I mean, <laughs> you almost like it because it's so stupid. Yeah. But this is this is just one of those that is just you go, you go really. Really? You know, really? There's like all these high school, big, tough high school guys that are cheering because they're beating a bunch of grade schoolers 42 to nothing. It's like, have you ever been on a playground, Jim Shooter? (laughs) Yeah, big guys pick on little guys, but I don't know that they like, you know, play them in football and, you know, and then act like they've done something great by beating them or whatever. Also, the names of the characters was atrocious. Gerbil. The little guy is Uh Gerbil. And then Truck. Yeah. It's, so yeah, it's, uh, Oh, uh, totally forgettable. So, uh, this month in spider history, good month or bad month? Well, you know, it was an okay month. Um, you had one real bad. Yeah, you had you had the stinker. You had an okay Doc Ock story. Uh, Michelinie was never my favorite writer. I, you know, he had a long run, but I just, at the, for the most part, considered his run pretty mediocre frankly i mean the, you know his era was the era of you know round robin and uh and the jury i mean basically everybody who you know big you know big guns or whatever just all these big teams with big 90s, guns yeah. and stuff well like i think his good outweighed his bad he had uh mcfarlane with him with venom he had um what else did i like i liked the, all the mcfarlane he had that hulk fight with acts of vengeance i liked I didn't care for the parents towards the end. Well, the parents' story was Danny Fingerall's yeah. fault because yeah. even then they didn't know where the story. They kept he kept changing his mind over whether the parents were real or not. So yeah. kind of like the Clone Saga <laughs> was predating this Clone Saga. <laughs> yeah, I, it was like you know I, I think I forget the the writers had to say like okay are they really his parents or not? Not. Let's make a call. And yeah and. So yeah. ultimately, we know what that became. You know, it had had the, it had the second San Eater story, which is a decent story, but but it's very low key compared to the uh, to the story that preceded it. Uh, you know, average. It just kind of works out average. Just you know, it was January of 1988 was a better month than January 2016, though. Wouldn't you agree? For Spider-Man. <laughs> well, first of all, you had a Peter David story, which even a bad Peter David story outweighs anything we're getting now. Um, That's right. Yeah, Goddamn not, sure. Not even comparable. Not even comparable. I mean, <sighs> uh, you know, I, I was just thinking. Uh, I was I was thinking kind of because Harry shows up next month in thirty days, uh, and you know, I'm thinking, well, there we go. Peter has is part of Peter's empire. He hires <laughs> Harry. To run his New York operations, we see Harry in what two panels? You know, yeah. we don't see. This is it. We don't. We don't see Peter. We like I said, we just see him traveling around the world like he's in a pinball game. We don't. We don't see Peter Parker trying to manage this empire he's created and no. it getting out of his control. We just see Spider-Man running around the world on a bunch of adventure adventures. You know, hey, gross. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like I said the. 
it's all in the execution. The idea is not that bad. You know, I know that people are saying, oh, it takes Spidey away from, you know, well, yeah, it will for a while. But, you know, we've had 50 years of stories. Let's try something different. But this ain't working. It ain't working. Um, So anyway, yeah, it was an average month. So, you know, pretty dark and cool like January is. Yeah. 